This is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. glimpse of a song called My Dad's Coat that was written and featured uh, my dad in it, <laughs> along with his friend Phil Keggy. Yeah, that was that was a fun time recording that tune with Phil, and gosh, it takes me back. I haven't listened to that in a while. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. We're glad you're listening. We are um, starting a little different this time with the this song because of the topic that we are going to talk about today. We thought this song would be fitting. So, Dad, since you wrote that song and produced that song, kind of tell us a little bit about what your heart was behind that. Yeah. Well, the whole idea of the song was really um, this idea of passing my ch- faith on to my children, but then um, realizing that at some point, this faith that I'm passing on to my kids it's important for it to become your own in much the same way that if you know as when i was a little kid this is the truth i used to put my dad's coat on and walk around in it and it was funny and fun and i liked like the feeling of it and and you know people would laugh and whatever or or you know you put your dad's shoes on and clump around in them or something and then when you're a child it's appropriate to do to do those kinds of things kind of childlike things you just take on you know these things that you know are your moms and dads or parents but then as you grow older it, it's important for you to find your own coat find your own clothes you know it would be weird if i wore my dad's clothes around when i was a you know a, an, a, an adult i needed to find my own style my own way my own path and i think our faith is the same way, and I think when our kids are young, it's 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 right and appropriate and normal for them to just assimilate our faith as we are sharing it and living it out loud, as we've talked about in our households. We are our kids are going to do that too. But and as they get older and into the teenage years, tween years, I, I think it's important for us as parents to help our kids um, make their faith their own, help them to find what works for them. Um, and that, so that's what inspired the song, I guess. And it was cool for me to have Phil um, Kagey be on that with me. And just he brought a ton to it. And uh, 
it was it was great fun and we'll make it we'll put this at the end of the podcast so everybody can hear it um you know yeah the listen to the whole thing listen to the whole song now as you you just said um you know i it would encourage them to pass your faith on to your kids but also understanding to encourage them that their faith uh to make their faith their own now when i hear that i'm not a parent but i could imagine that could be a little bit of a frightening statement (laughs) you know because you probably want to instill what you believe are truths into your children mm-hmm. and hope and trust that they're going to walk in those. And so when someone comes in and says, oh, but have them make them mm-hmm. their own, that right. could feel a little bit uh, frightening, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it could if you are in a place in your own faith where you feel like, and I this is, I got to be careful how I say this because I I think it's important for us to recognize that God is a big God, and He operates and does what He does in lots of different ways. Um, I, my personal feeling is, I mean, my, I have my heart is really open to so many things that God's doing in so many different ways in so many different places. That while I may have been raised in a certain tradition, faith tradition, I recognize that other people who are raised in a different faith tr- tradition than mine they are their faith is still very much legitimate and active and you know powerful and and important and good and right and i and so i'm i'm less um maybe than i used to be as a younger man i'm less inclined to be afraid of other faith traditions um or be skeptical of them. And maybe it's because I've just been, I've learned more about other faith traditions. I've spent much, a lot, a lot of time having conversations with other believers who come from way different faith traditions than I do. Some very liberal, some very much more conservative, but just listening and talking and engaging and realizing that God is operating in lots of different ways. And He's stretching and expanding my heart in many ways, too. So, And I recognize there, there are folks listening to this podcast, perhaps, who come from all, all kinds of faith traditions, and maybe some, are, so. lis- some are listening who aren't, aren't in any faith tradition. <laughs> and maybe that's, what, maybe that's what brought you here. Maybe you're being stirred and you want to hear some things. But I guess I want to encourage, by you asking that question, I just want to encourage everyone with where we are, where, where you know, as we share all these things in these podcasts that we're not coming from one specific faith tradition. We're we're recognizing that God is big. It's a big tent, and there's a lot. God is operating in many ways, in many places, and and just um, we we just are wanting to be a part of what God's doing wherever He's doing it. And I feel like there are some key foundational principles that we, if we all sit together, we could pull out some of the foundation. We could dig down deep and find the foundation stones that we are building our faith on, and we might be surprised to discover they're the very same stones. Mm-hmm. And, and because there are some things that are powerful and that are true, no matter where we go and no matter what you talk about. I think about the idea of love and the power of love. God is love. And all you know, that's for me. That's the first foundation stone in my faith, and it's, and and the you know just just that you know if we were all to just sit and talk just about that and how that has transformed us and and expanded us and stretched our hearts and how it brings us together and doesn't divide us but it brings us together. I mean, just just that, and we could we could probably name 
several other things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just being willing to do it and see it happen. So I want to encourage anybody that's listening, wherever you're coming from, with your whatever faith tradition you have, um, just know that this is for you. We're we're for you, and we're for each other in this. Thing, yeah, so. and and also recognizing that we are not experts. In, no, we're, um, we're we're fellow travelers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're all journeying in this thing. I so. think you and I just we just had dinner last night, and I was telling my dad i said man there's things that i keep praying about and the more i pray sometimes the more questions i have and your response to me was like maybe that's okay and that's i was a, like I, yeah i do oh. i feel I, I do i feel like that's a good place to be i think huh i think that the the older i get and the further i go in, in this journey of, of walking in my faith the and i was just sharing this like with you last night and with others I, the, the, the further I go, the more questions I have. I have more questions than answers. There was a time when I kind of thought I had all the answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know that I was in the best place at that time. You know, I just, I, I thought I was perhaps because I just thought I had all the answers. Now I've got a lot of questions. And I kind of feel now in this place of having lots of questions, that means there's lots of seeking, there's lots of listening. I'm listening a lot more. I'm listening not only to other people, but I'm also listening to the Spirit of the Lord to speak to my heart, to reveal things to me that I before may have been close to and didn't even know I was close to. Um, It's kind of like the little kid running around in in the yard with his fingers in his ears and going, I'm not listening, I'm not listening, I'm not listening. And, And you no matter what you say to him or her, they're not gonna they're not gonna hear it because they're busy, you know, in with, with their own thing. And I think sometimes we get that way. So boy, we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent. I think yeah. it's a good one, but yeah. I think but your original question was with that idea of passing your faith on to your kids and then wanting them to make it their own, is that scary? Well, it is it is if you feel like you have all the answers. But if you're in a place where you're recognizing that God is active and moving and things are going on all around us and that our faith is is really part of the it's a journey it's not standing in one place but it's moving forward then you're going to want your kids to have that same kind of vibrant active emerging faith you know and and give them a foundation i think that then that's what we're talking about when our children are young in elementary school that some of these practical things we've we've shared in different episodes and what we're going to share in future episodes it's all about laying a foundation stone these stones in their lives the basic principles you know faith hope love the idea of what it, what does it look like for us to have to be walking in a place of relationship with with Jesus and you know what is prayer like you know those are basic things and so we're laying a foundation and then where it goes from there the other part is that it's the structure that gets built on that foundation and I think what we when we were talking last night I you know um a good analogy of this is, you know, we structures, there are many structures that can be built on the same foundation. The foundation is important because everything happens from there. But if we are focused on just maintaining, always maintaining the structure and worrying about, you know, well, that's not how you build there. You build, you have to, it has to be this way. It can't be this way. Well, maybe it needs to change because the the needs are different for the people that are inhabiting that structure. The you know, the, the culture is different, whatever. The time of the season in your life is different. So it's okay for the structure to be, to be renovated or um, mm-hmm. retrofitted or, even, or even, even raised, 
deconstructed and then reconstructed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the idea of deconstructed deconstructionism is a kind of a hot topic right now within the church. A lot of people are, you know, looking at their faith. What what does it mean? You know, what a... And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's good, but you, it, it needs to be reconstructed. I, I think I hear a lot of people tearing it down, but nobody's talking about building it back up. And I, I guess I'm, in, I'm encouraging the idea of not being afraid to reconstruct or to, to, to take things apart so that new things can come. Because God is doing a new thing. And, and that's, that's just me saying it. That's scripture. Where mm-hmm. God says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it as it springs up before you? Mm-hmm. You know, rivers in the, in the desert, water in the wilderness. I mean, that idea that God is bringing something to where it never was before. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna, it's, we're going to almost not believe it because it never happened before. But just because we've never seen it doesn't mean it's not God. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm getting off on that again. No, but. that's good. And to think about that structure changing or, or, or reconstructing, but always being built off of that foundation. And, and that, that foundation yeah. doesn't change. That's right. And I think that when you b- first brought up this topic, I was like, ooh, this could be interesting. But the more we've talked about it, the more I'm like, man, I love that because it's just reminding us as people or parents that the importance of laying that foundation, that if you truly work and have conversations to lay this foundation of of love, hope, peace, joy, who Jesus is, the, what it looks like to really be in relation with him, then that that structure isn't something to be afraid of, right. um, and that change isn't something to um, discourage or fear. It's something that we can encourage in one another, understanding that we are all on that same journey in many right. ways. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I just think back to having conversations with you. Um, well, really, for me, you know, just in a nutshell. I come from a Christian home. You know, you and mom raised me that way. My grandparents on both sides are some some Christian warriors, and they have instilled that in you, which has encouraged me. But I also went to a Christian school, which had Christian education. And you would think that I would walk out of there... um, thinking one certain way about certain things. But I remember as I travel and speak with students now, I tell them that, man, I grew up having a lot of knowledge, but it really wasn't until my freshman year of college where I allowed that knowledge to be applied to to who I was as a person. And that's when I believe my faith became my own. Mm -hmm. When I decided that 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 there is knowledge there that... um, I, I really was going to choose to believe in, not because you you do or mom does or grandma and grandpa do or people at school told me to, is because I knew that no matter what my life looked like, it had to be centered around something that was core and true. And I didn't really know at 19 what that really looked like, but I knew I was going to dedicate my life to pursuing it. Mm-hmm. And it has changed for me in the last 10 years. Um as I've moved and had conversations with other students and and met more people of different stories, and when you say other students, we should say that you know, you know you're not still a student. No, I'm not. But you, I work, mean, I am you, learning all the work time. But in a college university yeah. setting, and so. I and we in college ministry and those kind of things. Right. But um, 
I I just think how the I'm so thankful that you had set a place to have conversations when I was in middle school and high school. I mean, I remember having a conversation with you about swearing <laughs> and I asked you I said like what what's the big deal, you know? Right. What why and I felt I remember walking out of that you you've really challenged me in thinking through some of that and you never told me what to think. I think that freaked me out a little bit at 15, <laughs> but yeah. you just you kept asking me questions and kept encouraging me to to think and decide and Mm -hmm. um i'm thankful that i had a place where i felt like i could go to even ask that question yeah well and i think that's important and i think again i think asking questions can get us further than sometimes just having all the answers and i think because it's about exploring and having conversation and, and sharing ideas and thoughts and feelings and I think convictions, people have convictions, and I think it's okay to share your convictions, but to share them in such a way just to say, this is what works for me. This may not work for you, though, but this is what I, this is what works for me, and this is how I came to that conclusion. But I really did want you guys and all of you kids to find your own path, and I wanted to be a guide. I wanted to be a support um, for you, and I wanted to be an encourager for you, but I didn't want to be... I didn't want to be the person who said, you know, step here, walk there, stand here. You know, I wanted you to find your own way because there's going to be a day when I'm not going to be here, you know. And I knew there would be even sooner than that, there would be a day when you're going to really be on your own, making your own decisions, like when you go off to college. I mean, I'm not going to be there. I'm not there for you every day to say, pick up this, don't do that, don't say this, don't do that. You're going to have to do that yourself. And if it doesn't look the way maybe you know and i i'm not not so naive to think that all my children always made great choices that i would approve of well hey come on i mean i i get it but i think you learn from everything that you you know so you make choices and you live with those choices there's consequences and thankfully you guys have all you know you have made good choices you know and and in many things but um, we're we're all learning. We're all journeying. We're all growing. And I just I think that um, I wanted to set you up for discovery. You know, finding it yourself, and um, and that's what you did. You know, statistically, if um, if you if you read some of the uh, the statistics like the Barna surveys and things like that, it's it's kind of shock, you know, sort of shocking and and sad that kids who are raised, people that are raised in Christian homes, many of them walk completely away from their faith in, in, the, in those college years and young adult years, and they, and they don't return. And I, I don't know all the reasons for that, but I have a feeling that a part of why that happens is because the faith that they've known as a child was the faith that you know, they were kind of raised in, and, it, and no one encouraged them to ask questions find find your own truths you know draw from these things that you know and these foundation stones that you have but you know search it out and and let's discover more find out what works for you what is what is vibrant and and um essential you know in your life and and keep the conversation going keep the windows uh, open of conversation and influence that we have i mean you know when our kids are little our the window of influence is 
gigantic. It's a picture window wide open. It's a sliding glass door. <laughs> and, and anything we say, our kids, our, our, our little ones are going to listen to and emulate and model. And, and that's why it's so important to, to live your faith out loud in front of your kids, because they're going to use you as a pattern to follow. And as they, but as they grow, that window is going to go from a sliding glass door to a bay window, to a small kitchen window, to a very tiny porthole. I mean, as they grow older, your influence, the way that we are able to, as adults, as parents and grandparents, to speak into our kids' lives, that opportunity is closing. So that's why I really want to encourage parents of young children to start now. No, don't wait, because the window of opportunity is closing, simply because your kids are becoming their own people. They're becoming who they are going to be, which is good and right. I mean, we don't want our children to always, you know, act like they're five years old, because that would be weird. But it's just that um, this opportunity that we have to influence our kids is there's a beginning and there's kind of an end to that. But as we lay these foundation stones, as we keep the windows of conversation open as much as possible, then even in their young adult years, hopefully, you know, they'll be able to come back and, and continue to draw from you, be encouraged by you, be affirmed in, in, in the things that are happening. And But we have to, as parents, be willing to send them off on that journey. Find your own faith. Make it your own. Be excited for them, even if it doesn't look like yours. That's okay. It's better that they have that than they have nothing, that they've walked away completely. Mm-hmm. And I guess that I just, my encouragement would be not to be afraid to let your children help your children discover who they are in Christ and what that means for them and what their faith will look like and cheer them on because that's really what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Something that you always did, um, I probably didn't even know you did it, but oftentimes when I would talk to you about things and not, I, I said that in past tense, I still do that. I'm probably in that seeking stage of my life as a young adult, even more so now than any time. So I, your window of influence, I agree with you that it's small, but I encourage you to understand that it, I think it's always happening in the sense that the as long as you make yourself available, you could have those opportunities and I have lots of questions. I, I talk to you now more with things that I feel like I'm learning. And oftentimes when I have questions, you'll say, well, what, what's, um, what's God speaking to you about that? Or um, how is Jesus speaking to you? And you kind of put that back on me finding the answers or um, the direction, not from you and not from our neighbor, but from um, my relationship with Jesus himself, um, recognizing that something active that I'm trying to pursue. Um, so that was something that I feel like you've done often, probably without even realizing it. But you've also, you and mom have always created an atmosphere that I knew I could always come back with questions or things that I've been thinking about or experiencing, and I knew that you wouldn't um, be disappointed in me. I think that was I wasn't afraid of mm-hmm. you. Good. Well, I'm glad. For, I'm glad to know that. Well, I think it is important. We and I, I think we shared this in a in an earlier episode when we were talking. We were talking about this idea of conversation that we create a safe place for conversation where our children have. We we've we establish a, a, a sense that you can talk to me about anything, anytime, anywhere. Um, I love you. You're I'm your biggest fan. 
there's nothing you can do or say that will make me feel differently. You know, and that I I think we that's such an important thing to establish and to reinforce over and over and over and over with our kids as they're growing up and as the, because they're going to be a time when they're going to you're going to want them to come to you and talk to you about what's on their heart or what's in their mind. And if they don't feel the freedom to do that because of maybe a past experience of being felt feeling, you know, judged or feeling shut down or feeling you know, dis- you know that you were disappointed in them. I, I think that those are things that we have to, as parents, to really check those things, um, and and it's that's really important for us to do. And that happens when they're when our kids are younger, and we continue to do that and reinforce it as they grow, as they grow older. And and I, I'll just say, Britt, too, the when you say even now you still we have conversations, and I'll say, well, what's the what's the Lord speaking to your heart? But I'll just tell you, and you may not even know this, but now now you as an adult, I'm looking for input from you. What is God speaking about? How do, how are you hearing the Lord in that? Because I want to hear the Lord in that too. And so we're we really are journeying together. I mean, yeah. your faith is yours. It looks like you. It's my faith is mine. You know, but we are absolutely journeying together. We're absolutely seeking, you know, um, more of God in in our lives. We're seeking to be more as we share and have conversation. I'm being stretched and expanded in so many ways, too. So, good. So, that's, thank you. That's (laughs) nice. Um, I think, I guess we could kind of wrap it up in saying that they're, to encourage your children to have a faith of their own is not just something that's, um, it's not something to be feared, but something that could be exciting um, and not just for them, but for you as a whole too. You can learn from one another and grow together in those things. And mm-hmm. um, that faith can be real. And I think that's really what, real for that person then. Yeah. And I think that's really... That's uh, the goal, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, isn't yeah. that isn't that what we Absolutely. would want to encourage people? So... Well, um, I'll just um, as we as we are closing up, just remind our listeners that this is a conversation. We start our podcast out saying that, so we do want to hear from you. And if you have some uh, ideas or thoughts that you'd like to share with or us, questions. or questions too, yeah, that we can um, that we can bring into the podcast, we'd love to have you do that. So, mm-hmm. Britt, if people wanted to reach us and share some ideas or thoughts, what would they, how would they do that? Yeah, they could just email either of us. Uh, my email is Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, at chiprichter.com. And my dad's is just chip, C-H-I-P, at chiprichter.com. Yep, that's it. And I do notice that we have gone a little bit longer on this episode. And I, I'm sorry, I apologize. But I think we had some really good um, conversation today. And it's going to get a little longer because we're about to play the entire my Dad's Coat Tune with Phil Kagi rocking out on the guitar. Awesome job, Phil. Awesome job. Anyway. Shout out to Phil. Shout out to Phil. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for thanks listening. Everyone. It's good to be with you. So we want to encourage you. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. We're cheering you on. We're cheering you on. Bye-bye. Bye. Just a little boy, I used to love to go into my dad's closet. I'd look until I'd find his winter overcoat and 
get lost inside it Walking around with my dad's coat on And I'm safe and warm and covered I'm free from harm My dad's coat on My brothers, they would laugh Mom would too And dad would stand there smiling could only dream of filling his shoes I wanted to be just like him Walking around with my dad's coat on And I'm safe and warm and covered Free from harm With my dad's coat on around